you know, being quite fluent and being able to function and make phone calls and do all sorts of stuff, you know, like I said, and like have a baby and do all the hospital forms and medical stuff in Japanese mm-hmm. and speak, but almost be illiterate in mm-hmm. some ways. It's quite paralyzing in some ways, not being able to read Japanese as well as you speak it. Thank you so much for coming back for day two of Lisa's interview for these mini episodes in Napod Pomo, which is, uh, let's just say, International Podcast Posting Month, where we post 30 episodes in 30 days. I normally have quite long interviews with folks about their language learning on this uh, podcast in the language show, but because I'm posting every day this month, they're going to be condensed into about 10 minutes each. If you have not already dug into Lisa's first interview, part one of this episode, please go back to yesterday's to get a glimpse of her language background and some basics in Japanese, Mm, scripts and otherwise. If the word I'm typing is usually used in hiragana Mm -hmm. or usually used in kanji Mm -hmm. or both or katakana, like if I'm writing my name or if I'm writing uh, a word like computer or personal computer pasakon or something like that, then it will pick up. It has a a dictionary, I guess, just like in English, but... So yeah, it's pre- it's predictive. Yeah. So I guess that means that the sounds within those three scripts must be very different from each other. No, they're all the same. They're exactly the same. Hmm. That's yeah. So the hiragana and katakana alphabet are exactly the same. They're just different written characters, but same sounds. There's no dif- there are no different sounds. Huh. So how does how does the phone know which one to show you? Or does it show both at the same time and that's what you pick from? It will usually show, it, it knows what foreign words are, right? Mm-hmm. So if I type Risa, it will, Lisa, it will show Risa and Katakana, which is mm-hmm. for foreign words, but will also show the Hiragana as an option if I need it. Ah, okay. So it's showing you but every- usually it shows the best option first, right? Gotcha. Okay. Just like English, I suppose, right? Just That's like why. Yeah, except with different scripts in the options which is what's below yes. my brain right now. I don't know why I'm so stuck on there being so many different scripts in Japanese because it actually doesn't, as you're describing it, it doesn't sound as complicated as my brain is making it. So <laughs> I, think, I think the thing is people wonder, like the first question you learn when you're learning Japanese is why is there hiragana, katakana, and kanji? Like, why can't I use hiragana, all hiragana? And the answer I've heard is that if we use just all hiragana, Basically, the words would be too long and things mm-hmm. would be too long. And a lot of ideas are expressed in kanji. I, I guess just right. like Chinese characters, there are mm-hmm. ideas mm-hmm. expressed within a character. That makes sense. I mean, they, they have a lot of loan words from the beginning, I guess, of when they started to have a written language, it sounds like, maybe. And then just kept yes. that script. Yeah. Cool. Okay, well, let's switch over to the computer. Is it very different typing in Japanese than in what you described with the phone? No, it's the same. <laughs> We're done. See ya. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I have one more question. As you were learning how to, how to type 
on either either or both platforms. What was the thing that was the hardest to adjust to language-wise with, or was there any hard moment with this? Well, there is something a little bit different. When I started learning Japanese, I didn't have a smartphone. I had like a old kind of phone that I only texted in English. I never really texted in Japanese so much. But I used to use the PC. And then using the PC, when you type something in Japanese to get it to set to the kanji that you want it, because it will have a drop-down menu instead of a little scroll bar. So what you have to do is you type the sentence, and as you go along, you have to press enter. So if you've done a sequence, you press enter. And for me, pressing enter would be starting a new line, text in English. But in Japanese, you type in a word and it highlights itself mm-hmm. and changes it to kanji. And then you have to press enter to mm-hmm. show that you've accepted that kanji to keep writing your sentence. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah, it does the same yeah. thing when I do the pinion input, which is the romanization in Chinese. When I do the pinion input yes. on my phone, it does the same thing. If, not always, but sometimes if I type in a word and then I keep going without just selecting one, it'll start changing the first word to something I don't want. Yes. Yeah, it's exactly what it does. Yeah, you have to press enter. Otherwise, it mashes all the characters together and puts the wrong kanji mm-hmm. in or it wants you to select a kanji. So if you have like one character, that goes together with you know another character sometimes the readings change or sometimes there's different rules that there's rules that are broken sometimes it's Mm -hmm. usually if you have two characters together it's kunyomi like the japanese reading so you use the japanese reading for each but sometimes it breaks the rules an interesting example was i had a friend come who's not familiar with art my city and we were looking up places to go to get to some spa and she was like do you know where Uemaizu is and I was like what where <laughs> and I know the city quite well and then she was like well this one and then she showed me the place name and I said it's Kamimaizu and she's like oh that's an odd reading so and there, I think there's another place that has an odd reading I showed a friend where I was going and she said oh I'm not sure how to read that it's Kakuozan the reading is quite strange because it's mixed with onyomi and kunyomi. I, I don't know. But those, those were both places, right? Yeah, they're both places. So okay. I know them because I've mm-hmm. seen them in English and I've heard yeah. them announced on the subway and stuff. Yeah. So I know them as a local, but from someone coming in, some place names are harder to read. And then also sometimes people can't read names. You know, they'll have a new student or they'll have, you know, someone on the roster. Or they'll ask you to always put your name in furigana above or katakana Mm -hmm. above the reading of your i don't have kanji for my name but some people who have unusual kanji they don't know the readings and the readings can be really obscure especially now with parents naming their kids all these we we call them here kirakira names kirakira which means sparkle sparkle wait what yes sparkle sparkles yeah kirakira means sparkle sparkle and they're kind of like sparkly names like you know, if you name your kid, I don't know, Rainbow or <laughs> Strawberry. Sure. I did have a student named Strawberry and the actual reading of the actual kanji for her mm-hmm. name is Strawberry. So so reading is very difficult yeah. sometimes. That that sounds extremely similar to, from what I understand in Mandarin Chinese, because the street names here are one of the last things that I'm learning. 
because yeah. they're they're often historical references or uncommon right. words or things that just you don't see or use very often. And it's yes. funny, Evan travels a lot for work, so he's gotten used to like street names, which are also city names and, and province names and things like that. And for me, I'm learning some other stuff and those are last. <laughs> and every time I look at those, I'm like, don't know, never seen that <laughs> combination before. Usually when I learned a language, always had no problem because they were always Roman character languages mm-hmm. with, apart from Russian, but they were much easier to read. Mm-hmm. And my reading proficiency went up and writing very quickly mm-hmm. and ex- matched my speaking ability quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Japanese has not been the case. My speaking ab- ability far, far outweighs my reading and writing ability. It's, that it's, totally, it's a totally different game. It's, it's an odd thing to imagine speaking a language quite well, like, you know, being quite fluent and being able to function and make phone calls and do all sorts of stuff, you know, like I said, and like have a baby <laughs> and do all the hospital forms and medical mm-hmm. stuff in Japanese mm-hmm. and speak, but almost be illiterate in something, in mm-hmm. some ways. It's quite paralyzing in some ways, not being able to read Japanese as well as you speak it. I often wonder for folks who start with languages like Japanese and Chinese, when they learn English, do they have the opposite experience where they can read and write so quickly, especially because there are romanizations of their language that are sometimes used, do they do they learn to read so quickly and then they feel that frustration with speaking maybe? That's hey, listeners, <laughs> if any of you okay. are, you know, native first language or multiple first or second languages, I don't care. If you grew up with Mandarin Chinese or Japanese and then learned English later on and can answer that question, please contact me. You have planted a seed, Lisa. <laughs> there you go. Do you have any final thoughts on using Japanese with these electronics. Emojis are really useful sometimes. <laughs> Convey things and fill out the text a little bit. When I'm texting my son's daycare, I often use emojis to fill things <laughs> a little bit so it looks like you know, writing more. <laughs> Do you have a favorite one? It's a, the cat with little hearts in the eyes I like Aww. and sunshine for yeah. a good morning I put a sunshine next to it little weather emojis things like that that's so um, cute <laughs> yeah. emojis I, yeah filling in the gaps Yes. Yes. And yes. I use, they're called them stickers in WeChat and I have two favorite, one clean, one not clean. The clean one is like this big fat yellow cat with the, with orange stripes and he's kind of putting his hands together over his lips and then ki- sending air kisses and you see all the little kisses in the air. And oh, cute. It's really, really oh, cute. Oh, like stickers. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We have stickers as well. Yeah. I use stickers yeah. quite a bit as well. Yeah. And the not so clean one is a giant potato pooping out French fries. And I don't get to use that one very often. It has to be the right moment with the right person. <laughs> I have I have a few like sticker sets that are quite funny and have like yeah. Yeah. Things like that, but you have to be careful. <laughs> it poops yeah. funny though. <laughs> it is. Do you know what else is funny? This, um, this is stuff, by the way, but for some reason on this file, and I'm sure it's, there's a very logical technical reason for this, but on this file, my voice is slowed down to this weird, weird level. <laughs> 
for the intro I actually recorded elsewhere and copied it in, but I actually wanted to record, I wanted to document this bizarre moment because I'm sure later on I will understand what happened in this file. I tried different files with all the with everything else the same and it where it's working just fine. So there's something in the settings in this one audio file that is making me sound like you know what I sound like? If you watched Portlandia, the two women in the bookstore, I think I sound like the tall one right now. Anyway Here's a good time for another West Coast moment. Here is Damon Castillo from Central Coast, California, with St. Cecilia. Enjoy. See you tomorrow. Although, a sped up version of this. <laughs> Saint Cecilia, I can hear you whispering my name But today I can't play your game Saint Cecilia, you know you're the mistress of my heart But tonight I won't play the part, no well, If you love me, well, cure my ills if you need me, then pay my bills. Well, if you want me, then let me know. But if you don't, Saint Cecilia, let me go. Saint Cecilia, I have always been in love with you. And though you haven't been as true, Marcus Aurelius. Couldn't end your timeless melody And you could spell the end of me Oh Well if you love me Cure my ills If you need me Then pay my bills If you want me Then let me know But if you don't Saint Cecilia, let me go If you don't, dear friend Then let this music end But if you do, show me then Amen, amen I can hear you Gently bowing on your violin And that's no sin Sweet Cecilia If you don't mind I'll softly strum along I think I know the song Yeah well, If you love me Cure my ills If you need me Let me know, but if you don't, Saint Cecilia. Oh, if you love me, 
Cecilia, let me go. 